There is nothing in this world that is positive for you in accepting a stance of self-rejection ever in your life. Putting yourself down or disliking yourself will never give you a positive reward, ever. Now, I am not talking about conceit. I am talking not about be being a person who tells everybody else how great you are and how terrific you are. Not at all. But looking in the mirror and disliking the self that you take with you everywhere you go is the most, or one of the most, self-defeating things that you can do. That's Dr. Wayne Dyer, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are continuing with our week of Dr. Wayne Dyer. And in today's talk, Dr. Dyer talks all about self-image and how we could begin to look inward instead of looking more outward when it comes to self-image and our perception of ourselves. So without further ado, let's jump right in with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Enjoy. On the quality of the self, over here, the neurotic person is self-rejecting. They find a lot of things about themselves that they dislike, that they find distasteful. They look into the mirror, and they put themselves down a lot. They find fault with themselves. They're too short, they're too fat, they're too tall, they got the wrong color hair, they don't have enough of it. There are some areas that are off limits, folks. They, they put themselves down a lot. They have pet names for themselves, like Dingbat and Dummy and uh, Fool and, and so on. They, they really, as they look into the mirror, they don't like what is reflected back. And you know what they do? They blame the mirror for what it reflects. Yeah. There is nothing in this world that is positive for you in accepting a stance of self-rejection, ever in your life. Putting yourself down or disliking yourself will never give you a positive reward, ever. Now, I am not talking about conceit. I am talking not about be being a person who tells everybody else how great you are and how terrific you are. Not at all. But looking in the mirror and disliking the self that you take with you everywhere you go is the most, or one of the most, self-defeating things that you can do. You don't have to have other people know how terrific you are. You simply have to have what I call having a love affair with yourself, a quiet love affair. You don't have to tell everybody else. Now, putting yourself down in any way will bring you to a position of not being able to grow, teaching your children to put themselves down, or modeling for them. If I were to ask the average person out there in the country, are you attractive? 
Now the neurotic will say, you must be kidding. Look at this, look at this nose and look at this. How can you ask me even, even ask me that? Many people do that about themselves. And they don't just say it for affection or for attention, rather. They say it because they've come to believe it about themselves. No parent ever ought to say things like that to their child, that you're not attractive or that I don't like you or that you're not worthwhile, ever. There's a big difference between not liking someone's behavior and not liking someone. If you say to a child, you're a bad boy because you stole that dollar bill. You're a bad boy because you spilled the milk. You're a bad boy for spilling nails on the carpet uh, just when I was trying to have company come over or whatever. And you say that, the child learns. I judge myself based upon what I do. And when I behave badly, therefore I must be bad. But if you say to a child, I don't like your behavior and I won't accept it. I won't tolerate it. We won't have that kind of behavior here. You, you're terrific. Mm-hmm. Love you, love you, love you. You are worthwhile just because you exist. That's enough of a reason. But this behavior, we can't tolerate. Children understand that. They know it. And even when they're punished for it, will come, will not ever equate that they're bad people because they've behaved badly. But neurotics be, believe that they are worthless or not, and they put themselves down a lot to other people. The normal person in our culture is someone who accepts himself, but not wildly, doesn't have a, uh, a strong sense of affection for themselves, in fact, doesn't even think in loving, affectionate way, just kind of tolerates themselves, okay? This person over here is in love with himself or herself. No conceit. This is a person who looks in the mirror and goes, ooh, boy, that's good. I like that. I like that person. And the things about me that I don't like, I'm changing. And the things I can't change, I'm accepting. (laughs) Because not accepting things you can't change is just crazy. It doesn't take a, a doctor to tell you that. I'll give you a classic example. A woman came to me, told this story before, true story, came to me, and she was one of those people who didn't like herself. And I had told her over and over again in therapy that it's really important for you to like yourself. And it's important to think of yourself as attractive. You take that body with you every place you go. It's equivalent in logic to carrying around a bag of manure every place you go. And people say, what do you carry that bag around? I just take it everywhere I go. Yeah, sure, it smells and it's awful, but I just take it with me every place I go. You'd say, well, why don't you leave that or learn to like it if it's really attached to you? Uh, But... Can you imagine taking something with you every place you go and not liking it? (laughs) It's incredible. This is what she was doing. On top of that, she was knockout. Gorgeous. I thought. 40 years old. 39 years old. She was married to a guy who was one of those macho types. I don't know quite how to describe it. He's the kind of guy who wore a lot of gold chains. and uh, He was probably the macho type who would jog home from his vasectomy. Okay? I mean, that'll give you an idea. Of, uh, now that's macho, right? You don't get that. Now, Diane sees me, and I'm telling her, you know what you have to do, Diane? She had just come from her uh, gynecologist, had a gynecological exam. Her doctor had told her, Diane, you ought to be so proud of your body. You know, you've had three children. You have the body of a 19, 20-year-old. You have the breasts of a of a 20-year-old girl, you have 
taken such good care of your body, you've kept yourself... You, you, you really ought to be very proud of yourself. And I'm telling her, now she's been to two doctors in the same day. One of them is a real doctor, right? Um, and I'm telling her, you've got to look in the mirror when you go. You've got to take off all of your clothes and look in there and say, you know, you're really terrific. You know, look at yourself and uh, cute little tushy back here. And, yeah, yeah. You're all right. And like yourself and practice that if you're not good at that. It's a very important thing to do. So she's doing that, right? She's standing in the mirror in her bedroom. She tells me this. Looking at herself in the mirror and her husband walks in. What the hell are you doing? So what do you mean, what am I doing? I went to two doctors today, and both of them told me I have the body of a 19-year-old. In fact, my gynecologist told me I had the breasts of a 19-year-old girl. What do you think of that? And he looked at her, he said, uh, did he say anything to you about your 40-year-old ass? She said, no, as a matter of fact, your name didn't come up today at all. I said, That's the kind of thinking that you have to learn to... See, if you watch television, television will teach you to dislike all kinds of things about yourself. All kinds of things. You have to not like the way you smell. You know, so you have to, And the reason that you ought not to like it is so that we can sell you a lot more deodorant. Uh, and you ought... You know, you have to please other people. What you think of yourself isn't really so important. But what you think of others, now that's what counts. And it isn't even other people, it's even your animals, your dog. You know, when you come home and take your shoes off and your dog flips over and lands on his back because your feet smell. Now you've got to please your dog. You've got to, your neighbors, your friends, and so on. Well, the messages that are out there, it seems to me, are very clear. There's an awful lot of pressure put on people encouraging them not to feel very positive about themselves and to dislike all kinds of things. I saw ads from the time I was 19 about baldness that were incredible. You know, it's like uh, they would show uh, some demented-looking, creepy character who looked like he had just murdered 19 nurses with a photograph right here. Get a close-up here now. It's like right here, you know, photograph right there. You know. And the sneer kind of up like this, you know. That's before, you see. And then there's a picture of after. This is when he's had hair transplants from God knows where. They'll transplant him any place you got him. Put him right here. Your... And then after, you know, or he's got a hairpiece or whatever. And that always, always the caption or the big headline is, hair is the secret of his success. You are what is on your head. <laughs> message. What is the message? If you are losing your hair, if you have baldness, then you ought to dislike yourself, and you ought to do everything you can to mask that and disguise that. Those kinds of messages lead a lot of people, whether it's in the area of baldness or whether it's in the area of how they smell or what they look like, to begin to believe that I am only attractive if I look more like whoever's current. If you look like one of them, then you're attractive. But if you don't, then your goal in life is to see how much you can emulate those qualities we call beautiful. And you don't get to decide those. We do. 
any person who doesn't think of herself or himself as attractive and beautiful and important is in that neurotic or self-defeating quality. And there's never anything positive that comes from thinking anything else. Big thanks to Dr. Wayne Dyer for stopping by. As I said in Monday's clip, this clip was from Dr. Dyer's Ultimate Library, which you can find on Audible. And this was from chapter number two. And if you like to, you can connect with him by visiting his website, drwaynedyer.com. And you can check out his latest book entitled Happiness is the Way, How to Reframe Your Thinking and Work with What You Already Have to Live the Life of Your Dreams. And if you like this talk, there will be a link to the entire talk in the show description, as well as all the links to connect with Dr. Dyer. And when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. And if you could also leave a review, if you happen to listen to this podcast on Apple podcast, and I will see you back here Friday to continue our week of Dr. Wayne Dyer. So until then. Stay strong. Later.